Welcome to Dial In Week 3 with Fuzzy and Cap. Fuzzy hair, Cap over there. Hello, baby. How you guys doing? Hope you had a fantastic week. In uh, Episode 3, we covered a bunch of different stuff. Week 2 was the week of comebacks. You had Miami coming back, the Jets coming back, Arizona coming back, Atlanta tried to come back, but they just couldn't get it. <laughs> We had a massive disappointment with the Colts. They are dead fire. Everyone, Cowboys oh, shocked the world with a win over Cincinnati. Tua had a record day in Miami. We covered that. Uh, unfortunately, the Niners lost Trey Lance. Thoughts and prayers go out to him. But I think Niners fans should be happy because they got their saver, savior Jimmy back. G. Jimmy fucking G. He was electric. Uh, had some issues in Denver with poor, with poor clock management, and we had an old feud pop back up between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. I wonder what that's that about. Later. You guys are just going to have to tune in to find out. We went over our week two versus, and uh, man, what a close fucking week. I think, mm. uh, I think we're getting good at this, Cap. I mean, I you had a shittier week. I had a great week. I'm happy with it. <laughs> Oh, you might be catching on to my flaws. <laughs> we went over some parlays that I've got scheduled for this week. You know, fingers crossed, it's some big money involved. Come a couple, on, couple thousand dollars invested. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you buckle in and dial in. Episode three, boys. Let's dial in. Let's get it. Alrighty, well, to kick it off, we got the week of comebacks, NFL week two. What a what a fucking what a storyline, man. Um, unfortunately, my Steelers lost. Your Giants or not your Giants, your Cowboys uh, managed to come back with a win. Cooper Rush, I, I don't get it. I I just I don't understand. I think the Cowboys figured out how they should run their offense, so maybe uh, they should. Uh tell Dak to stop passing so much maybe they should just get rid of uh Dak Prescott don't you think I just feel like <laughs> cutting out. I mean it, I, I don't know if it's uh Dak Prescott so good or if maybe it's just a system uh a system quarterback now you know see how Cooper Rush came in there and uh played lights out you know that's what everybody was saying about Tom Brady anyway right right <laughs> now we know Dak Prescott's a fucking uh is a fucking legend but uh, all right, so let's let's jump into it. Uh, week of comebacks is pretty much how I would describe it. Uh, you had Miami losing 35-14 with 26 seconds left in the third quarter. They had a 14% win chance, and they ended up coming back. Did this game go to OT? I don't remember. No, it did not. Okay, they they came back and won 42 to 38. Uh, I believe Lamar Jackson uh, took over the. NFL record for most 100-yard rushing games by a quarterback with this game. He's at 11 now. Michael Vick was at 10. Yep, blew right past Vick. Yep, it's, and he's so young, dude, and he's so talented. Uh, pretty much what he's just doing this season so far is uh, making Baltimore show him the money because, come on now, they, they can't let this dude walk. Yes, and we will, touched on this Will last Baltimore week. be able to show him the money? I don't think so. Uh, that that's one. I don't I don't think they have the guaranteed money to pay him what he what he wants. I think that's the issue that they're running in right now. Which is where Jimmy Haslin is freaking smart as hell, making sure you know a quarterback in the same division as Lamar Jackson got complete guaranteed contract because he had the money. You know, 
So he's really put a strain. Like, look at Lamar Jackson and Joey Burrow. They're both going to command a ton of money. And as a Steelers fan, I kind of love it because it's just going to mean that there's going to be less money everywhere else for right. that for those teams. Right, right. Definitely. And you want to, yeah, you want to see your your divisional rivals spending all that money on a quarterback. Like, yep. Even if it's, I mean, it could be on a cornerback. It could be wherever it's at. But you want as much money as possible on one solo player. Yep, which is why I was kind of worried when the Steelers signed T.J. Watts to such a massive contract. I mean, obviously we needed to. He's a staple on the defense. But we also mm-hmm. went and signed Minka Fitzpatrick as well to another massive contract. He was the highest paid safety until Derwin James got his extension. Um, I know we keep talking about that. But we did uh, bring up uh, the guaranteed money, how they have to put that in escrow. Um, mm-hmm. And they have to have that physically uh, in order to pay somebody yep. a guaranteed contract. We talked about that. And I believe week one. So that's interesting. Right. Um, Jets losing 30-17 to 17 with a minute and 55 left against the Browns. But as the story goes, the Browns are going to brown. Right. They're <laughs> browning out. You should have you saw our, uh, our fantasy chat that we had with Baker in our home league. Oh, so, boy, was that good. So you remember how we talked about how they had Brownie the Elf as their center field logo now? Uh, maybe yeah. Brownie the Elf is bad fucking luck because uh, there's a 32.6% chance for the Jets to come back and win. Uh, and they ended up losing 31-30. I believe Nick Chubb ended up running in a touchdown with what, a minute 55 left. And uh, Joe Flacco showed uh, showed flashes of the old Flacco and scored a quick touchdown. And then they got the first onside kick of the season, which I believe is like a 2% chance to actually recover an onside kick now. The Jets end up winning that game, brother. Yep. Yep. I misheard you, sorry. Yeah. Um, I might have misspoke. It's kind of late here. I'm I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Hey, like, yeah, you're falling apart just like the Browns did. You know oh saying? my god. Yeah, I think the Browns. I mean, that little elf is not helpful in any way. No, but I think I don't it's think ugly. We could start blaming him already with uh, the history they've got. But listen, I I can't stand the Browns being a Steelers fan and a Pittsburgher. You know, fuck the Browns. Yeah, which is why it was so difficult for me to actually choose the Browns over the Jets last week in a, a parlay, mm-hmm. and they fell apart. Um, the yeah, next, the Browns, yeah, for sure, yeah. We can edit this out uh, real quick. Um, is Baker loud for you? Is he equal to both of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, I'm able to edit that after as well. Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Up next, we got Arizona was losing 23-7 to with 8 minutes and 26 seconds left in the game, facing 4th and 4. They had a 20% chance of winning. Ended up coming back and winning 29-23. That's, the greatest uh, scramble what? of all time. Yeah, yeah. He had a what? It was like, ended up being like 80-something yards for a two-point conversion. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, I, yeah. I forget for... what the, the time was, but the time on the play was ridiculous as well. Yep. Upwards of like 20 seconds. Uh, he had that uh, 2004 Michael Vick Madden rating, huh? It, yo, can can we finally talk about how this past weekend was the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta weekend? And it seemed like Kyler Murray was playing the beta for a while. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to take some G Fuel. I'm going to take some... Uh, never mind, I can't say that. Uh, he was going to take some stuff. And he showed up finally and answered 22 points straight. Yes, very impressive. And uh, it, it makes me... Uh pretty happy i was very happy who they beat we don't have to say the name <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, yes. That was good. That was good. <clears throat> and then our honorable mention, Atlanta. They scored 17 points in the fourth, but came up short against the Rams, losing 27 to 31. Um, which, you know, I know when we first started uh, in week one, Cap, you were saying Atlanta was the worst team in the league, mm-hmm. in your opinion. And I, I got to I gotta be honest, Marcus Mariota has been super impressive with that Atlanta team. Like, it's like a lot of nobodies right now. And they're showing up every week so far. I think what's going to happen for them, though, is Patterson is going to get burned out. Mm. You know, um, so I, I don't think that surprise element that they have, that's going to catch up to them. And uh, I just don't see what else is on that roster besides London or like Pitts. But, you I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're not uh, utilizing him very often. And I their offense or their defense is just hideous so i mean i stand strong but we made a comment earlier on sunday about who uh might be the number one worst team in the league now who did we say i forget uh the colts oh man no i think that atlanta looks great in comparison to what we expected coming into the year Mm -hmm. but i don't think they look great in comparison to other NFL teams, I think they just kind of, you know, go along doing their thing and then lose the game as per usual so, as the time progresses. So you think Atlanta scoring 27 against the Super Bowl champs is uh, more disappointing and a worse team than the Colts scoring zero points to the Jaguars? Uh, with their top wide receiver out, in Indianapolis, I just think that they really had no option in the offense except for the run game. And looking at the offensive line, you could see where that one off issue is. So, like projecting them through the rest of the year, I would definitely see the Colts as a, a better team going through than what we're going to see out of the Falcons. Yeah, and it's very interesting. I mean, the Colts ended up tying the Texans in week one, which was a letdown for me as well. I had them in a, another parlay. Um, but I, I've still got a lot of questions about Michael Pittman. Um, I, you know, he is their number one receiver. He is so young. He reminds me of Juju, to be perfectly honest with you. Just such a young age and being the vet in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Matt Ryan th- threw three interceptions this past week. Man, I was so disappointed. Ryan, big letdown. That's for sure. I had three major parlays. I sent them all to you, Cap. I don't know if you saw them. I had three major parlays. Um, All of them ended up coming short with a couple of games, but I had the Colts dominating the Jags in all three. And man, was I mistaken. I'm, I'm putting it now. I am not betting on the Colts to win the rest of the season. Same. Uh, the, the big reason, too, though, is that I understand they're, they're missing their number one receiver, but they're the lowest scoring team in the league right now, and they played the Jags and the Texans. So that that is a huge red flag. They've been outscored by 24 points in the, in the first two weeks. Now, it's really interesting. Um, one of the fun facts is I believe the Colts have gone to the Jaguars in the past 10 years, and they haven't won a single game there. So they don't like Florida. Yeah, they they can't travel to Jacksonville and play well. <laughs> it's it's too hot down there for them. But yeah, even even so, like that New England has a Miami. 
I yeah, know. Yeah. And, and just like week week or uh, week one, we're talking about this, or week two, sorry, <clears throat> or episode two, we're talking about this man. Uh, Fuzzy lost a pretty hefty parlay, and I was like, man, if 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 that was the if you lost on Dolphins versus Patriots, brother. Oof. Yeah, I ended up. So it was last year. I had a uh, a twelve leg parlay. It was I, was I bet on twelve separate games, uh, the money line, and every single one hit except the Dolphins, and they were the one o'clock games. So or no, 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 no. It was the London game, I believe. So it was, against the and so it was like super early, and the Dolphins at halftime were winning. I went out to go get lunch and came back and the game was over and they lost and every single other game hit for me. I was so upset. Oh, oh they just keep piling on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for this past week, uh, we have our biggest win listed as the Dakless Cowboys beating Cincinnati 2017, preventing them or uh, leaving them starting the season 0-2 for the first time since 2010. Yep, or, that would have been... Good. Or is it preventing the Cowboys from starting 0-2? Yes. Okay, there we go. Sorry. I think that win <laughs> meant so much because with them losing three out of their five starting offensive linemen, they they lost Dak. With all the injuries, man, um, I mean, I wrote them off. I, I thought, okay, well, we probably won't even win a game in the next six weeks. And for them to beat the Bengals in the fashion they did, they, they ran the ball, they managed the clock very well. I think that was a pretty huge win for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think uh, Mike McCarthy showed that he can actually coach an NFL team. Um, You know, that's not named the Packers. And I think he actually uh, – I think he's – prolonging his career as the Cowboys head coach. There was a lot of rumors that Sean Payton was going to come in after this season. They were going to let go of Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton was going to be the head coach. Um, but I mean, Jerry Jones has to be super happy and super pleased with how Mike McCarthy coached this game. Uh, I believe the Cowboys were winning uh, at a higher difference, uh, a bigger difference. Uh, earlier in the game when I looked. I can't remember off the top of my head for sure, though. Yeah, they're um, leading pretty much the whole game. Yeah, but it is still nice to see them win, especially, you know, I love seeing AFC North football teams lose, which that's another so thing. Every AFC North team lost this fucking bass week. <laughs> that's definitely a win for you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it keeps um, the Steelers in the number one spot for the AFC North with a win over a division rival. With McCarthy getting a win this week that nobody thought they were going to get after Dak went down. That looks good for him right now. But yes. someone supporting the Cowboys or the best outlook for the Cowboys, is that really what you want moving forward? Or would most Cowboy fans or most supporters want Sean Payton to be their coach moving into next season? I think a lot of Cowboys fans are really impatient. I don't know. I mean, Cap, I wouldn't say is. Um, but a lot of them have that same mentality as, like, Steelers fans or uh, Patriots fans or mm -hmm. super hardcore fans, obviously, uh, that they have that we-need-to-win-now mentality. And a lot of Steelers fans are starting to really speak up very loudly. I I, I can only speak for the Steelers, obviously. Um speak up very loudly you know we had 
Ben Roethlisberger for how long? And we are now having quarterback issues uh, with Mitch Trubisky. So it's uh, it's getting very loud here in Pittsburgh uh, that they need to do something, especially when you draft uh, a young quarterback like Kenny Pickett in the first round. So a, I would a, say though, not not the you finish your thought. Sorry. Uh, you know, I was just gonna say, you know, a lot of people were really upset with Mike Tomlin the past few years because it seemed like he was very lackluster. But if you look back, he was coaching his ass off with what he was given. Um, so I mean, for mm-hmm. what Mike McCarthy was able to do, uh, you know, I've got a I've got a, a little thing. Uh, Mike McCarthy's from Pittsburgh, by the way. And he hates the Bengals that bad that he was making sure the Cowboys were going to beat the Bengals so the Steelers could stay in the number one spot in the AFC North. That's just my take. You don't have to believe it, but that's that's I'm sticking to it. All right. Um, but, you know, as a Cowboys fan, I'd have to be really happy with how Mike McCarthy coached his ass off this past game. And the Baker, if you'd like to touch bases on what we spoke about not too long ago. Oh, as far as getting him out of there right i i just look at the the best outcome for the cowboys is to get mccarthy out of there um i think that he just really doesn't understand how to use what he has and the reason that the offense looks better with rush is because they feel as if they are reduced down to use that but actually all of the pieces in their offense work better in a run-based offense. Their offensive linemen work better run blocking. Their quarterback, even when it is Dak, works better coming off of play action, works better when he's not throwing 40 times a game. So Dak being so good that it allows them to pass so often actually hampers their overall outcome. So until McCarthy figures out how to coach in a way that benefits everyone when Dak's a starter, I don't see him as a reasonable like option in for the long term. And I don't see a long term coach available better than Sean Payton. Right. Right now. When I hear Payton, my my first thought is that, you know, that that offense, the New Orleans offense was so great and they had a nasty ass defense and last year we had a really good offense and a nasty defense and that sounds great to me you know like i want (laughs) i want my coach to like go for the win all the time i i I feel like in dallas there's there's so much disconnect from what happens in the film room than what's happening on the field Cause like, how do you have all these players and like all the numbers are there, the stats are there, all the money's there, but like on the field when you're watching, you're like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. It's like all three segments of the game are not working in tandem in any way. We're just, the defense runs one way. The offense runs one way. Special teams just kind of does whatever it does, no matter the situation. And there's no real, two-minute drive coaching like oh the coach definitely you know pulled a rabbit out of their hat did this 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 and this and got them a w i don't see that in key moments i just see either our players are better than yours or they're not 100 and And that's why dak does get the respect and the disrespect because dak has to like rosselberger does the same thing 
Like, thank God you had him, because, like, imagine all the plays that man made in clutch time mm -hmm. from his own talent. Yep. And like, that's how Dak got so famous from, like, what he's doing. But I don't think that lasts very long in Dallas. Like I said, you know, Big Ben was one of the greatest to ever extend a play. <laughs> 100%. All right. One of my favorite viral clips ever is when he's in training camp. Elbowing <laughs> all the, the pads they're throwing at him instead of dodging them. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. All right. So just to move on. Um, so one of the interesting things that came up this week, um, I don't know if you guys happen to watch the Steelers-Patriots game, um, but during a punt, there was... The Steelers punted the ball. Uh, it hit a Patriots player, then went into the end zone. Then that Patriots player picked up the ball, was tackled in the end zone, and everybody was thinking it should be a safety. However, with how the rule is written, um, the person or the player has to maintain possession of the ball before entering the end zone for it to count as a safety. Otherwise, it is counted as a touchback, which I think is one of the Dumbest fucking rules in NFL. I believe they've been screwed over twice in the past couple of years because of this now. So it was so a muff putt, right? Muff putt. The ball came down. Hit the, uh, hit the Patriots. The receiving team touched it, making it a live ball. Yep. But because it went into the end zone, now the live ball rules change. Correct. And it's a touchback. They're, they're definitely going to change that. They're going to so, change that. So, well, but, that but they haven't. Exploited. But they haven't. Well, and it's happened it like multiple the... times. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the, the receiving team, it hit the receiver, fell to the ground, rolled into the end zone. Receiver then picked up the ball, was tackled in the end zone. Everybody jumped up thinking it was a safety. I was screaming my head off. So excited. So happy. Uh, full of pizza because I fucking stuffed my face. I'm not going to lie. God damn it. It was so damn good. Um, <laughs> and then realized when the announcers talked about it that it was going to be a touchback because I mean, I because he understand that because he didn't possess it in the field and then bring it back into the end zone however under this scenario had you guys recovered it or had pittsburgh recovered it in the end zone it still would have been a touchdown exactly like that live ball doesn't change it's just no one on the receiving team actively possessed the ball and intentionally brought it back across the line well, and here's the other thing. So. If it hit him and didn't go into the end zone and the Steelers grabbed it, instead of it being the Patriots' ball wherever they touched it, it would have been the Steelers' ball, you know? So it's just, it's so yeah, weird how it, 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 it the rule in changes. The end zone as well, anywhere. Yep. I uh, sent you the ruling. Um, I can give you the link, but... All right, let's see. It says, per NFL rules, any scrimmage kick... That crosses the receiver's goal line from the impetus of the kick results in a touchback. However, in the case of a receiver touches the ball outside the end zone and recovers it there, one of the two things can happen. See, this is talking about it them recovering the ball outside of the end zone, which wasn't the case. Um, we're on like whatever rule subsection. Yeah, it's million. proceed yeah. now to rule eleven, section five, article one, yeah, concerning article scoring one. Right. scoring as a result of a safety. Per the NFL, a defense can only score safety when, by the opposition's own impetus, the ball is recovered or downed inside of the end zone. But here's go. the thing. They didn't maintain possession outside of the end zone, then go inside the end zone, which is dumb. And I think right, we're all because they didn't off do it intentionally. 
Right. But uh, I, think, I think we're basing this off like if if we're out there on the field playing a pickup game, like we know what the rules should be. Oh yeah. You know, like <laughs> we wouldn't call the ref like, hey, hey whose <laughs> ball is that? Like you know. Like, yeah. I mean. Oh I, yeah, I'm walking back to receive. I'm yep. getting ready for a fantastic return. Yep. He's throwing me, kicking me the ball. Yep. That's a safety. Hey, yeah, hundred percent. To your argument, I'm going over there. Right. Yeah, I was I was pissed. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, another thing from the Steelers game: Minka Fitzpatrick. God, he is. He's wonderful. That's a boy, right there. He's a boy. He's a dog. Yeah. Uh, he's my defensive player of the year candidate right now. My leading defensive player of the year candidate. I'm definitely going with Parsons, and I think you know why. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, and I think we're both biased in that. They're both phenomenal players, and it's probably not going to be either of them. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. As a non-biased fan of, you know, fan of neither of those teams, I, I'd be going Micah as well. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, a, uh, he's a freak, dude. man. He plays, what, like four positions? Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. Whatever they want to list him as, I wouldn't be surprised if he was going to be out there running the wildcat at some point. <laughs> he's that athletic, man. I think he'd be able to actually do it. So interesting stats after week two. Mm -hmm. Odds on def the defensive player of the year is plus 400 Parsons, right? One, two, mm -hmm. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven players down. It's Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I, I clearly. He's going to be above um, Miller, Bosa, both of the Bosa boys, Mac. I mean, Crosby's going to be close, but Fitzpatrick is a stud, and he's, I would give him top two right now. It's yeah. only been with, it's with been two, two weeks. Games. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think Chandler Jones is going to be up there. I think Von Miller is going to be back up there again. Uh, I think, um, fuck with his face. I hate him. Um, Garrett from uh, Miles Garrett from the Browns. I think he's going to be up there. Um, yeah, he's ranked number two. I think individually, Miles Garrett will like have the stats to compare, but I just don't feel good about the Browns. And uh, I just feel like they'll be doing so bad, Garrett won't be in consideration at that point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think that uh, you guys kind of hit on the two, the one and two. Yeah. Um, it's almost like Fitzpatrick has an edge for big play abilities in the secondary, could make some interceptions, run stuff back. And for some reason, the Cowboys refuse to unleash uh, Parsons properly. Like they, they only, you know, rush him selectively, and he's the number one success rusher in the NFL so far. Yeah. If they let him loose, he would be the runaway. MVP, but they won't. They won't take the yeah the training wheels off him. And here's the other thing: let him go every play. Just put him at DN. It'd be nasty. Through two weeks, he's successful as far as pressures on the quarterback. Seventy-five percent of the time, he goes. That's, That's impressive. Uh, the only reason why I would say Fitzpatrick has a slight edge right now is because he was actually a factor in a game. Like, obviously, Mike Parsons is a factor in a game, but uh, Fitzpatrick is one of the reasons why the Steelers have a win uh, with his pick six uh, against the Bengals. He was the first touchdown scored in that game, and ultimately, it's one of the reasons why the Steelers won. You know, he blocked right. the game-winning point after touchdown. Yeah. Uh, he, he 
got that pick six. He had 14 tackles. Like, I just, he, he was definitely deserving of AFC Defensive Player of the Week last week. Uh, I, I would consider putting him there again this week. I think he's one of the reasons why they were so close um, to beating the Patriots, um, which I'm still disappointed about. I feel like the Steelers should have won, but it is what it is. <laughs> those, those polarizing moments are uh, definitely what what can win him that award for sure yeah definitely definitely um and, uh, imagine if he keeps it up sorry i know you want to continue imagine no, if he keeps could. it up with tj out yeah that's and, gonna build that story of him carrying the defense like yeah that and hopefully tj's back within the next three weeks like he's expected to i'm i i see a little bit of uh a narrative I guess we can get into a little bit more when we're picking games but as far as Pittsburgh kind of already has a narrative written with kind of some positive pub and starting people at a certain time and moving on from Trubisky and all of that mm-hmm. over the next six weeks or so that it could be a complete turnaround as far as what we're looking at on the field and all in positive ways which oh, would yeah. be really nice all right, let's go ahead and get into the injuries from week two. Uh, we covered a lot of the injuries from week one, and, man, there was a lot. Uh, there's more with week two, <laughs> um, including some quite significant ones. Like, we had TJ Watt and uh, Dak Prescott last week. Um, go ahead and say bye-bye to Trey Lance, 49ers fans. Sorry to say it. Um, you can go ahead and, uh, you know, congratulate him on a successful surgery to repair his broken ankle um a super gruesome injury um thoughts and prayers with trey lance hope he recovers quick uh, i'm sure he's going to be playing some call of duty with the beta this weekend uh, <laughs> uh but uh at the same time 49ers fans you should be very excited because jimmy g is back and man was he electric in that game they were so happy to have him back. Yeah, they, That's worrisome if you're a Lance fan. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, the 49ers look so much more comfortable with Jimmy G back there. They got through like a four-yard pass, and like the whole team just blew up and like gave them <laughs> the biggest hug in the world. They were so happy to have him. Yes, Tom Brady. I mean, Jimmy G, you're yeah, back. Right, right, you right, know. Right. Oh, I drank the Trey Lance Kool-Aid in the offseason. I took him in fantasy. Uh, I just kind of felt like Jimmy G literally said his goodbyes. Yeah, he was no, out he did. the door. He was gone. And they, he would they had, never do that. They had press conferences saying goodbye. Game. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't send a guy who takes you to an NFC title game, takes you to a Super Bowl. You don't send him packing unless you're very confident with what you have. And, and, right. and then the more we see him, it's like the ball doesn't come out of his hand. Look, it doesn't look good. I mean, it flies well, but coming out of his hand, it looks awkward. And then there just seemed like there was never confidence, and that's why Jimmy G, for whatever reason, they wanted to float why he wasn't getting traded. It seemed like the longer we went, the less confidence there was in Trey Lance. And now I almost think that that, that adventure is over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's what, his second season right now? Um, he, he really only started one game and it was, he could you even call that a game? Like it was, it was terrible, yeah, uh, with the weather, the lack of experience prior to that in the call co- in college, yep. college year. Yeah. Then sitting his whole rookie year yep. and then coming in and now getting a year of mental reps again. Yep. It's just, 
at some point, it's almost better to cut your losses and let him be somebody else's project. Yep. I agree. Hundred percent. Um. All right. So James Connor. God, I love James Connor. Connor Strong, baby. Uh, another Pittsburgh boy right there with the Cardinals. Uh, suffered an ankle injury. He is considered day to day currently. Uh, Dane Jackson. This was a super scary injury. Uh, he had a neck injury and had to be taken off the field in an ambulance. Right, 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 right. Um, the thoughts and prayers go out to him. However, he has walked out of the hospital on his own. He's gone. He's feeling a lot better. So that's thank God. Yeah, I heard they were doing a second checkup, but I haven't followed up on that. Uh, I haven't seen anything else yet. Yeah, because he walked out like nothing happened. Yep. So, like, well, you should probably come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let that bruise settle in there and then yeah. let's see how you're let's feeling. Let's make sure you're still breathing. Let's tomorrow. make sure your brain's not turned to mush and coming out your ear. Yeah. Um, I think it yeah, was that... more just like the way that they bent him backwards. Yeah. Right. I mean, they obviously and, with a neck injury, they they didn't want to take any chances, and I can't blame them. Yeah, and you shouldn't, man. Uh, um, a Look at Shazier. Should be above everything. Look at Shazier. What happened to him? You know. Right. Um, but he's walking now. Uh, you consider that walking? Yeah, he's walking. So uh, not very well. His situation though, as far as like what the true injury was, was he didn't really break anything. He bruised his spine. Yeah like his actual spine. And yep. the reality is that any day he could wake up and have full mobility back is yep. what they say. Now we've seen that that's not what's happening yet, but right, yet it, boy, would it be amazing if that day come, that would be fantastic. You well, know, it, it was crazy. They originally said he would never walk again. And yep. yeah, yeah, that, that one still hurts. As a Steelers fan, <laughs> I'd be proud of that guy. You I mean obviously he's not in the Philippines no more? Yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. That guy's a role model. That guy's staying healthy, staying. He's focused on the future. He, he's taking care of his family. He's being positive. Yep, that's a good yep. story. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. His career is not a good ending, but that's a that's a blessing. That's a good story, man. Like, I also that's think something that people should look up to. Yeah, definitely. I also think it's a good lesson for kids that are getting into football nowadays. You know, from right, grade right. school to high school to college, and then these young guys coming into the NFL, you got to be very conscious about how you're proceeding in the game. It is any literally any snap could be your last. Any given Sunday. Yep. That could be it. Uh, Donat Jackson with the Carolina Panthers. He has a groin injury and is considered day to day. Jadavian. Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> With the Cleveland Browns. Man, he's been on a couple different teams recently, huh? He was Texans, then... Where did he go after that? I think he's been on the Browns since, no? I think he's he's signed there for a year. And then uh, I think he might have went somewhere else, but then he came back this year. Or instead of going somewhere else, he re-signed another one-year deal this year. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, he is ruled out against the Steelers with an ankle injury. Kind of scares me for my parlay. I'll go into that more later. Uh, Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys tight end has a knee injury. Um, luckily, he's expected to not miss much time. It was only a, a minor PCL injury, which is a lot better than what it could have been. Yeah, they got the injury bug. Yep. Uh, Pat, oh, dang, get your shit together. <laughs> Uh, Pat Sertan with the Broncos left with a shoulder injury and he's not expected to miss any time, luckily. 
Uh, some big news for Packers fans. David Bakhtiari is expected to return finally since his ACL injury in the 2020 postseason. After, like I said, I believe it was three surgeries. I need to double check that. Um, but that's going to be big news for Aaron Rodgers to have Bakhtiari back. Uh, he got Elkton Jenkins back last week. He uh, was talking about it uh, yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, how he was super happy to have Jenkins back and step up after an ACL injury. And he, uh, he mentioned how, uh, you know, with ACL injuries, players can come back, not the same at all. So hopefully Bach right. is going to be Bach and uh, he's going to be better than ever. We wish the best for him. Definitely. I, I enjoy seeing Bakhtiari play. I, mean, I I wish them all health as a Vikings fan. That only <laughs> goes so far. If I catch you in the parking lot. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say your Vikings are dead to me, by the way. Um, Understandable. After, after a Monday night like that, there's nothing positive you can say. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to go into that, too. Um, nothing looks good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I had, I so I chose in our verses, uh, I chose the Vikings and Cap chose the Eagles, and let's just say that game was a deciding factor in who was going to win and lose. And uh, oh man, I um, was smiling the whole time. I like, was oh pick the Vikings. So I, I eat my burger. Well, here's the thing, you know, Vikings dominated the Packers in Week One. I should have known better. Packers <clears> always <throat> started off really, really slow, but hey. Listen to this Cowboys fan over here. It's a lucky week two win. And all of a sudden, he is just talking big smack. And not that, he's talking big smack while siding with the Eagles. That's a Cowboys fan. This is ridiculous. He's not wrong. My Cowboys, my, my Cowboys doesn't fog my judgment, brother. Like, it is what it is. Hey, I'm not on the field with, with the boys. You know it, what I mean? You know, it's like, funny. Just because... Go ahead. Just because the Cowboys are struggling doesn't mean the Vikings are going to do good. You know what I mean, I can't dictate what happens on the field. And I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen. So I'm sorry that I knew the Eagles were going to beat your boys, but I mean, shit happens. So it's funny. I was, uh, I was watching the Titans bills game in the Vikings Eagles game with an Eagles fan. Um, and oh, we were both boy. cheering each other on because we both had some parlays going. Ooh. Um, I ended up winning mine, which was on the Titans Bills game. Mm-hmm. So that. I had the Buffalo Bills money line, the over of 47 and a half, a Derrick Henry anytime touchdown score, and a Stefan Diggs anytime touchdown score. As a plus 578 to one odds. We love it. We love it. We fucking hit. Um, I mean, I'll take a hot dog. I feel like I kind of helped with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, yeah, the final score thing. was 48, dude. So half a point over, I'll fucking take it, dude. I love it. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Bills beat them. I think they could have kept going. Well, I mean, I they, like... they took out all their starters on offense pretty much. Yeah, we knew that was going <laughs> to run up. Yeah. Oh, there was no stopping the Bills. They could have scored at Oh, all. man, it was great. I love seeing I it. I think that there was, there was a conversation with Josh that kind of, hey, Let's let's not because he was ready to just keep putting oh, yeah. it to him. Oh yeah. And I love to see that. It's you know, it's it's nice it's nice to see somebody that's super uh super competitive and they want to keep staying yes. in there and playing. And you don't you don't get that a lot. 
But uh, kudos to the Bills for such a dominant week. I mean, we, we forget the Titans were the, the number one seed in the AFC last season. Just throwing that out there. All right, continuing on with injuries. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, uh, Texans linebacker, was carted off due to a groin injury. There's currently no update as of yet. Um, so thoughts and prayers go out to him. I hate seeing players get carted off, even if it's a rival. Um, that groin can follow you forever. Oh, man, it's so detrimental. Uh, stretching is so important, kids. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts was out last week, and it was noticeable. Uh, but he is hopeful to return for week three. Thank God. For uh, for all you Colts fans, I'm never betting on them again. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> Nicole Hardman for the Chiefs left with an ankle injury, and there's currently no update. Yeah, that's rough for them. Yeah. Uh, also rough for them is Harrison Butker, their kicker, is not confirmed available for week three, but they still have Justin Reed, so I think they'll be okay. Bro, he's the, he's the new uh, street Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, Hunter Renfro for uh, the Raiders. Uh, this kind of hurts me. He's on my fantasy team. He's in concussion protocol. Snow bueno. Hopefully. Uh, on NFL, he'll be back. Yeah, I'm hoping he'll be back for week three. Um, uh, I went up against uh, Waddle and Diggs last week, and they both had 40 oh, points gosh. each. Yeah. I got absolutely destroyed not to mention he also had uh the bucks defense who put up like 34 fucking points mm. um justin herbert for the chargers you guys know that uh he is currently day-to-day with a fractured rib cartilage uh that's interesting uh they were expecting him to have a broken rib or two um it's good to hear that it's not a broken rib um you don't want a rib i've uh cropped uh, i i I've cracked one single rib and I was struggling to breathe for six weeks. Yeah. I, I've, I've never cracked one, but I, I, like you just said, I've heard it. You, it's hard to fucking breathe. It's rough. Lifting your arms takes oh, energy. I, it, it's bad. I've heard that he's expected to play this week. Yep. Um, That's a good one. I, I would recommend him not do that. I think it's week three. It is way too early in the week to start that. Yep. Or way too early in the season. And uh, if someone's able to get their hands on him, even just to give him like a quick little, oh. you know, open-handed just, jab in the yep. rib a couple times, just, just when you're rushing, you don't hurt. even got to land on him. Yep. No joke. It's going to hurt so bad. And the pain, whether it's the cartilage or an actual break, mm-hmm. is going to be no different. So he could you know further injure himself and not really know the difference until the game's over or it's just cartilage you sit out a week you get you know exponentially better and you just let that be that i i just can't see putting him in this week he could be a tough guy it's just the lingering injury is not something I'm dealing with in week three. Yep. I don't want to start that. No, I agree. You know, I, I understand they're probably going to give him a nice old shot of Toradol, and uh, I wouldn't risk oh, it. Man. I wouldn't risk yeah. it. Not for your franchise quarterback. Not right now. Not week three. There's still a lot of football left, especially with a 17-week season. I don't know. Right. Um, Tremaine Ingram Jr. with the Rams uh, suffered a fractured leg and is being placed on IR. Thoughts of prayers go out to him. Hopefully he recovers quickly. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson with the Dolphins both suffered minor injuries and they're both considered day-to-day. It didn't specify what their injuries were. 
Um, but I'm sure they'll be back. Those Dolphins, I mean, man, they're impressive. They look good all day, so I'm sure they're fine. Yep. I, yeah, my fantasy team says that Tyreek Hill better be back. <laughs> uh, Harrison Smith for the Vikings is in concussion protocol. Baker, uh, I know you're a Vikings fan. Do you have any update on that, possibly? Uh, no, I haven't heard as far as uh, if they feel he's going to be able to play this week or not. They're kind of just letting it play out. There hasn't been any setbacks in the protocol that would prevent him from playing yet, but he is certainly not cleared yet either. Gotcha. Uh, Jamie Swinston, man. Good old... Uh... What's the spine of the legs? I don't think there is a spine of the legs. Um, but I've unfortunately, been I've been looking. Unfortunately for Jamie's, he has suffered four fractures in his back. Pain everywhere. <laughs> that poor man. I, I can wait, only wait, imagine wait, wait, how what? difficult that is. He has four fractures in his back. Didn't specify exactly. Um, that's what the report came out for their x-rays. However, they are going to fucking bottle feed his ass turtle, and he's confident he can play through it. <laughs> well, fuck with, with, I guess that is the wildest. I mean, fantastic for him. Uh, again, like, hey, these guys are tough as nails, but that is just ridiculous. Let's put what's his his name uh, Taysom Hill in there, and rock that for six, six to eight weeks. Yep. and just move when, on. So Winston's uh, gonna walk around like, hey, doesn't even matter. Put me in. Hey, if I put a lot of work into it, hey, it's gonna happen. As long as I keep on doing it, hey, it's gonna happen. So <laughs> hey, tr trust it, bro. Put him in. So yeah. In the post game, they literally asked him, hey, you know, we heard you hurt your back. You know, where did it hurt? And he's pain everywhere. <laughs> and it is just his normal, like, hilarious response where it's just like, uh, you, you got to love the guy, but yep. it is fantastically ridiculous. You know, his answers to the media always fucking crack me up. But he was kind of banged up going into last week. Yeah, yeah, no, he, this was reported just so before. It. Yep, it's four fractured vertebrae. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of coming from week one into week two. Yep. Uh, Leonard Williams with the Giants has a sprained MCL. He's expected to miss some time. Uh, there's no real timetable on that, though. Uh, Zach Wilson, the MILF hunter, is expected to ramp up his participation in practice, uh, possibly starting by week four is what it said. However, Joe Flacco's fucking playing like Joe Flacco. And not the he's shitty version. Third, he's third in the league in passing yards. I know. And you brought this up week one. Yep. And I was like, there's not a I, chance in I, hell. I fucking brought it up. I said, hey, what happens if Joe Flacco goes out there and shows he's still a starting quarterback and Zach Wilson comes back and it's Flacco's fucking team? Are you going to bench Flacco and have a mediocre Man. Wilson? Or are you so, going to ride the high with Joe Flacco? Such a ridiculous concept, and it's real, which makes it so much worse. I'm so happy it fucking happened, though, because it makes me look a little bit more credible, motherfuckers. No, it's kind of like <laughs> the MILF hunter. The MILF hunter gets benched for the ex-husband. You know what I mean? Like, the older man is outplaying this man? Yep. Well, it's not even that his stats look great, but 
Oh, they do. Looking at the players Through there, two? and all of the players look like they are. You they know, love Joe Flacco the most out of each of the players from his play. Where, like Garrett Wilson, dude, he looks like the next uh, right, Chase right, right. coming out of last week, yeah, and yep, it's like yep. that's that's not a consistency I would expect from from uh, Wilson to Wilson. Like yep. that, that doesn't seem like that's going to be as consistent. Is Flacco to, to Garrett Wilson? Well, that I'll seems say, a lot better to me. I think it will slow down because if if Wilson's in the if if Wilson's in, they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna try to manage the clock. You put Flacco, that boy's gonna throw the ball nonstop. That guy's probably leading the league in attempts. So it's insane. I you know when Flacco left the Ravens, I don't think he was done. I really don't. It's just they got such a gem with Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah. you know, I'm happy oh, to yeah. see Flacco playing good again. Uh, it was always nice watching the Ravens Steelers games because it, it was like a respectful rivalry. They hated each other, but it was, they were respectful about it. And mm-hmm. it was always so much fun to watch, especially when he would throw interceptions to Troy Palomalo for a pick six, but you know, um, that's in the past. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to see Flacco, like I said, playing very well. Uh, up next, Devin Bush for the Steelers is limited with a foot injury. He may participate against the Browns. Uh, as far as Devin Bush goes, I don't really give a fuck. I don't think he's going to stay on the Steelers after this year. I was hoping they were going to get rid of him and pick up Rokon Smith. Ever since his ACL injury, like Aaron Rodgers said the other day, um, Devin Bush just hasn't been the same. He looks scared back there. He's waiting for plays to come to him instead of going towards the plays. Right. He's being he's been stagnant. He's been a fucking statue. And um yeah, he, he plays on his heels now yep. instead of his toes. Yep. And it's not what the he, what you grown to know him as when yeah, he started his career. Exactly. As a rookie, he was unbelievable. Um but you know, it's 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 a shame. Uh his fourth year. We'll see what he does the rest of the season. Um it's funny, somebody asked him a couple weeks ago. He said, uh, what do you think about this being a prove-it uh, year for you? And he goes, what do you mean? He's like, I'm still going to be in the NFL. He's like, I may not be in Pittsburgh, but I'm still going to be in the NFL. And that's not the kind of guy that the Steelers want. I think that's going to be a locker room issue as a, as the season goes on, but who knows. On that note, yeah, I no, would the, say I... the, the, the beauty of uh, Jalen Smith, the ex-Cowboy, is that um I mean they invested so much in him after he uh blew out his ACL and um it was actually the Dallas Cowboys doctor that fixed his knee and we trusted this kid and <clears throat> he came back kind of slow but then he had a couple or two years pretty good but then he started playing that way to where like he's on his heels he wasn't as aggressive he got that contract like you got to let those kind of players go. Yep. Because if you if you invest in the player, you draft the player, you trust the player, he gets hurt, you fix them, and then like w- once they let off, then you have to like just let that kind of player go. Luckily, with and this one, he was still on his rookie contract, so they didn't really invest any more money in him. They declined his fifth year option, which wasn't surprising. So, and when you're one of the top running programs like a Pittsburgh Steelers, where it's year in year out, you have um, kind of like your team's built a certain way, you can go ahead and get rid of these players that aren't going to fit well uh, as far as their attitude and replace them a lot easier than when you're just another team, like let's say the Jaguars, where you're just going out and looking for 
talent to fill. I don't really care what the fit is. I'm just trying to get talent here because I, I need so many pieces. Steelers right. are already built. They already know what they want. They have their identity. And it's easy to have someone come in and assimilate to that identity and fit a role, play right. downhill, play as a Steeler. So yeah, that much easier that just to get rid of and move on. Yep. Um, I already covered Trey Lance. Shelby Harris for the Seahawks had a hip strain that could keep him out for week three. Uh, expected to be back week four. Um, Commanders Chase Rullier possibly missing rest of the season due to significant knee injury. Thoughts and prayers go out to him. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the injury I am most sad about, though. Taylor Luan carted off with a knee injury. Expected to be a season-ending injury, and there are now rumors circulating that he is going to retire because of it. Um, congratulations that's, that's on one hell of a career if he retires. Thoughts and prayers go out to him that he's able to recover from it fully. And I wish nothing but the best. Taylor Lewan was such a fucking character, man. Going seeing him at Nashville Predators games with the catfish and God, he's he was something else. Um, so hopefully, he's the, the longest tenured active uh, Titan right now, right? I believe so. Yeah, that that they will miss him this season, and definitely if that's the the end of his ride, that's going to be a big void for them to have to fill. And and not only is it going to be like an actual player like a, a a playing personnel but like the vet presence in that locker room yeah man like the offensive line coach on the field yep it's yeah. uh that's that's rough i feel bad for him uh moving on um one of the interesting things that happened in week three uh coming out of tampa versus new orleans Mike Evans is now suspended for week three against the Green Bay Packers. Who are Tom Brady's receivers? Oh, no one that we know of? Gotcha. Okay, well, that's what's happening. Um, Mike Evans got into a scuffle with Lattimore. Uh, This is an ongoing issue for many, many years now. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Lattimore didn't get suspended, but it's because Mike Evans was the instigator in the fight, went over to the sidelines, uh, apparently Bruce Arian said, Hey, yo, he called you a bitch said he was fucking your girl later. Mike Evans ran yeah. over and uh, started whooping on Lattimore. And it was funny. Mike Evans was, uh, interviewed after the game said, no, nah, I don't think I'll get in. Uh, I don't think I'll get suspended. <laughs> and the NFL said, bet. <laughs> right. the third time he went after him. Yep. So they actually so. had a hearing on it today. Um, and the NFL is like, they're, they're holding their suspension sucks for uh tom brady i think tom brady's going to retire now uh he is devastated all his receivers are gone goodbye no uh brady made a career off of throwing to nobody's yeah he really did uh i'm hearing rumors that uh gronk is coming back because of it (laughs) not really but uh cole beasley to the practice squad for tampa bay so I'm not saying that that's necessarily the answer for this week, but you could definitely tell that they feel that they need more help. Yes, definitely. Um, The tight end position, I think, is the biggest question, whether that be, you know, everyone's hope and dream that Gronk comes walking in one of these weeks. Um, But usually they're 
top five, top seven in tight end production is a Tom Brady offense wherever he is. Last year, I think, was five at this point in the year. Right mm. now, they're 31. So mm. his bread and butter is tight end. That's where he's most comfortable hitting the across-the-middle plays. And he has nobody as far as tight ends and then receiving the injuries to facilitate that. So he's just he's going to be in trouble for a couple of weeks. I would like to say, though, they're at home and they're three-point favorites. So we'll see. All right. Let's... I mean, Green Bay doesn't really have weapons, and their weapons might be better than Tampa Bay's this week. So that's that's not saying much for Tampa Bay. Now I see you have here that Tua had a record day cap. If you want to go ahead and uh, enlighten us some more on that, so I, I believe he tied the Dolphins single game TD record. And then also <clears throat> Hill and Waddle both had uh record days, right? It was the first time ever uh two receivers had 10 receptions, what was it, over 150 yards each. So, I believe so. It says uh here that Tyreek Hill tied a record set by Jerry Price. That's some fucking awesome company to be there. I I talked about in week 1 that He's my number one receiver all time. Uh, he had 11 catches for 190 yards and two touchdowns. Um, this is his fourth career game with at least 10 receptions and 150 receiving yards and two scores, which was tied or uh, which ties Jerry Rice for the most such games since at least 1950, which is when the logs started being tracked. Um, awesome, awesome name to be set next to. Uh, same with Tua. He is uh he tied Dan Marino and Bob Grease in uh six passing touchdowns. That's <laughs> this makes me nervous because it was against Baltimore and I was very high on Baltimore and I'm still high on Baltimore and they play the Patriots mm. and I bet on them already. <laughs> 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 so I'm a little nervous, but hopefully they'll get it done. But congratulations to Tua. 469 passing yards, which was the fourth most in Miami team history. And the franchise's fifth instance of 450-plus passing yards. So the uh, the fifth instance of that, one for Tua, four for Marino. That's, mm. uh, that's, that's impressive. Very, uh, very good game by him. Yeah, those receivers, man. That, that is a – that's terrifying to plan for. With oh, yeah. Waddle on Hill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping uh Waddle just waddles out of the stadium for a little bit on uh Sunday and you know, hopefully uh you know, hopefully the Bills are able to withhold them there. Yeah, I wonder how that's gonna go because uh you can't double team both sides of the field. No, you right. can't. So having having the defense have to choose are you gonna double hill or waddle and two of being able to hit the other receiver with the same ability to take it to the house on a slant or a go route or a whatever is amazing. But here's so he never has to force the ball where he doesn't want to because there's always a guy 
that could take it to the house. But the interesting thing with the Bills as well is they're getting a consistent four-man rush, so they're leaving another seven men to do their thing. You know, those four guys are just constantly getting to the quarterback, and I, I wonder, I wonder how they're gonna get their game plan. It's uh, it's nice. This is a one o'clock game on Sunday, so I'm pretty excited. We're gonna be able to watch that early, um, especially because nice. I'm not gonna have to worry about the uh, Steelers playing on Sunday. I'll be able to focus on all the other games. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting. So let's go ahead and jump into verses. So in week one, I uh. I, I left it a little bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, Cap dominated 11 and 5 were his picks. I went 6 and 10. It's not very good. But, uh, you know, we, we bounced back this week a little bit. Me and Cap both went 9 and 7 this week. Uh, we both you know, chose. A bad week. Yeah, it was a bad week for him. But we still both finished over 500. I'll take it. Hey, that's, you know, finishing over 500 and betting is never a bad thing. Um. Mm-hmm. We both agreed on the Chiefs, Browns, Colts, Bucks, Rams, Broncos, Bengals, and the Bills. Uh, of those games, the Chiefs won, the Jets won over the Browns, the Jags won over the Colts. Fuck them, by the way. Um, I, I swear to God, I'm not betting on them. Uh, the Rams were able to come through for us. The Broncos came through for us. The Bengals did not. The Cowboys ended up winning. It's funny. Cowboys fan betting against the Cowboys. What? Gotta do what you gotta do, man. I, hey, I don't blame you. Um, and the Bills came through for us like we knew that would happen. Um, and the Patriots for Steelers game, I had Steelers. I figured the offense was going to be a lot lackluster. <clears throat> Our Patriots offense was going to be lackluster compared to the Steelers defense. Uh, it was a low-scoring game. Hopefully that uh, goes into next week as well. Another low-scoring game for me for a parlay I've got. Pats came through. Uh, Panthers versus Giants. I chose Panthers. Cap chose the Giants. Giants ended up winning. Uh, Dolphins versus Ravens. I chose the Ravens. Was very happy with it for like the first, you know, maybe 55 minutes. Uh, And then the Dolphins ended up coming through (laughs) and winning that one. (laughs) Um, So here is a big shocker, I think, for Cap. And the Lions-Commanders game, I chose the Lions. Cap chose the Commanders. Lions with MCDC were able to come through and get the win. I'm so happy for the Lions, man. MCDC was phenomenal. Uh, I also chose the 49ers. Cap chose the Seahawks and the 49ers versus Seahawks. The 49ers came through. Jimmy G came through. I remember I said at the beginning of the year, uh, I think Trey Lance is uh, a steaming pile of dog shit and that the 49ers would be better off with Jimmy G in the helm. And Jimmy G is one to know starting or not starting, but uh, in games, Trey Lance is 0-1. When uh, Jimmy G came onto the field, I wanted to erase this segment from our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Uh, Cardinals versus Raiders. I chose the Cardinals. Cap chose the Raiders. Happy to say Cardinals came through. You know, I was a little nervous, but I knew the, uh, the Call of Duty curse would be lifted. Mm-hmm. And I believed in Kyler Murray. And, you know, they, uh, they bounced back. I'm very, very happy about that. Um, we covered the Broncos and the Bengals and the Packers versus the Bears. I don't know why you chose the Bears. Uh, but the Packers mean, showed up, and Aaron Rodgers felt, said, I own you, Chicago. I know, and they did it very easily. I just thought, you know, 
come on, man. Let's go for it. Okay. <laughs> Fields. Okay. The way that he slid through the mud, I was like, oh, how can you deny this, man? He's the next Jordan. And, you know, then Roger's like, no, stop it. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was impressive outing by the Packers. Uh, still a Bears team, though. Um, we'll see how the Packers do in week three against Tampa Bay. Right, right. But again, Tampa doesn't really have any receivers right now, so we'll see. Uh, and then last but not least, the Vikings versus the Eagles. I chose the Vikings just because of what I saw against the Packers. I can't do that again. I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. Next time, Cap chose the Eagles. The Eagles came through with that dub. Yeah, I just picked the obvious winner, so. Oh, okay, yeah. Like you chose the Bears over the Packers. Uh, <laughs> I, was, no, I was hoping for that. Okay. <laughs> that was a reach. Alrighty. Well, let's go ahead and get into verses for week three. Let's go. We're going to start off with a Thursday night football Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to have to go with the Browns. I've already bet on this game. I've bet the Browns. Uh, they are four and a half point favorites. Uh, I just think the Browns are the better football team right now. What do you think, Cap? I'm going to go with... <clears throat> Man, that's a... See, that's a rough one for me. These uh, are always close games. AFC North is always a close game. Man. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. Okay. What do you think there, Baker? Yeah, I'm going to go with you. Uh, Browns are definitely who's looking good here. I'm hoping that the Steelers actually look really bad in the passing game this week. So am I'm I. hoping that, that with the 10 days off, this is the time we switch to Kenny Pickett right away. Yep. Um, I, I think it was great that he didn't actually start the year as a starter, but uh, Trubisky is not an elite-style uh, quarterback. I don't think there's anything else that Pickett can learn from sitting behind Trubisky. I mm, think it was great to see point. a couple weeks go through. You saw three weeks. Now let's get in there and see what the rookie could do. You got 10 days. Like, that's what I'm hoping for is the passing game looks awful for the Steelers this week. It's the normal low-scoring, run-heavy matchup that we get yearly with these two and we're riding into Kenny Pickett land come week four. I agree. I also hope that the Steelers offense is super lackluster because I chose the under on Mitchell Trubisky's uh, passing yards of 200. Um, and also, you know, I hope uh, the offense sucks because I want to see Matt Canada get fired. I fucking hate him. Uh, I think he's one of the worst offensive coordinators that we've had, even behind Randy Fickner. And that says a lot. Yeah. Um... Up next, Sunday, 1 o'clock games. We have the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. I've got the Ravens. Uh, I feel like the Ravens are a much better team. I think they're going to be able to shut down Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones was somewhat impressive with two touchdowns against the Steelers. Um, but there was also one interception and the second one that was a PBU um, that Cam Sutton should have had. But, you know, he plays defense for a reason. Right, he did, uh, he couldn't start on the receivers. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I see nothing in this game that makes me want to pick the Patriots. Definitely going heavy on the Ravens on this matchup. What about you, Baker? Right, right there with you both. All right. If we're going the Ravens all the way. There's 
even with them letting what the the most passing yards over the last nine games in the Ravens defense, I do not think that the Patriots have an offense to capitalize on that. So Lamar Jackson takes him to a W, no problem. Yep. And what's also interesting is the Ravens are only two and a half point favorites in this game. I think that's a very low number, uh, and that's why I chose the uh, the over on that, <laughs> or not this the over, but I chose I chose yeah, the spread. These games right here, these little matchups, this is where you make your money. Yep, yep, and uh, I'm taking advantage of it. Um, up next, Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. I am going with the Bills. I I don't think you can choose anybody but the Bills until the Bills show you not to choose them, honestly. 100%. Bills is instant pick every week until you see otherwise. Yep. Agreed. Uh, up next, and, and by the way, they're six and a half point favorites, which uh, that that one, I'd actually probably be inclined to go with the Dolphins on the spread, um, but money line, I'm still sticking with the Bills. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm going to have to go with... I don't remember who I chose in my parlay, uh, but right now I'm going <laughs> to say the Saints. Um, even with um, Jamie Swinston with four broken vertebrae, he still played decent last week against Tampa. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Saints. I just don't think the Carolina Panthers have really shown anything to be super excited about. Definitely staying away from the Panthers. Still going to stay away from them. I'm going Saints. All right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which coach is getting fired first this year, <laughs> but I think that, that rule is in the running. Uh, so I'm also going to go with the Saints. All righty. Uh, I'm just going to mark this next game for the Chiefs because it is Kansas City at Indianapolis. Um, yeah. I don't think there's really much we have to talk about there. Colts suck. Insult. I think the spread should be like 21, but you know what I mean? What do yeah, I know? Five and a half. Really? Yeah. Come on, Vandal. Definitely going Chiefs on this. Thanks one. for the free game. <laughs> right. Thanks for the free lunch. Yep. What about you, Baker? Uh, I mean, yeah, you guys said it all. There's, <laughs> there's no way I'd put money that meant anything to me anywhere towards the Colts at any point in time. Right <laughs> all right. Up next, another. This is going to be a decent one o'clock game on Sunday. The Lions at the Vikings. Oh boy. Um, this is gonna be interesting. The Vikings are five and a half point favorites currently. Um, the Lions showed a lot of life, whereas the Vikings didn't. Uh I'm starting to think though that it's just the Eagles are that fucking good. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Vikings on this one over the Lions. I've been high on the Lions the past two weeks. I'm gonna have to say the Vikings this time. I did not see that pivot coming. I've heard a lot of MCDC talk. I've heard a lot of love for the Lions here. I really thought I was going to be on my own picking the Vikings. No, I'm yeah, I'm still I, I'm still high on the Vikings. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that Jefferson can get shut down two weeks in a row. I agree. And he's going to come out and fly and it's going to be Vikings and I think running away. I think we're going to like that as Kirk Cousins would say um with the Vikings showing with a big bounce back against <clears throat> Uh, their loss with the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Lions. Oh, we're switching it up this week. 
I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a pretty hefty spread. And man, the Lions are, they've been putting up points and I haven't seen them. So I'm going Lions. All right. And uh, by the way, I am tracking what our bet slip would be if we're betting money line. I'll get into that uh, as soon as we're done as well. The next one o'clock Sunday game is the Eagles at the Commanders. Carl Wentz. I know it's Carson, but he, he plays like a Carl sometimes. A Carl. And, and uh, yeah, he played like Carl last week. Uh, Eagles are six and a half point favorites. I'm going with Eagles. I think they are playing lights out right now. Jalen Hurts is really impressive. Yeah, he's really, yeah, he's really shown himself. I think, I think uh, Eagles definitely. That team yeah, is think- looking scary. Yes. Both both teams may have an opportunity to score a lot of points here. I just think that the Eagles will be able to score on the Commanders at will at the yep. end of the game to, to ensure a win, and, no problem. And the over-under on this game is 47.5, which is a lot. So, I agree with you. Up next. Yeah, that, that is a lot. Yeah. Uh, the next Sunday 1 o'clock game is the Raiders at the Titans. Uh, this is interesting. Um, are the Titans going to be able to bounce back uh, against their horrific loss against the Bills? Um, the Raiders are one and a half point favorites. That is such a close fucking spread. Um, I am going to say the Titans. I think they are going to have it figured out. I, I. Uh, never mind. I'm going with the Raiders. Uh, there you go. I was Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. I think they're going to be able to shut down King Henry. Definitely Raiders. I think the Raiders uh, kind of blew it last week. Um, I mean, Titans got knocked out. Bad. And the Raiders, the Raiders, I mean, they look pretty dang good. I don't know what happened last week where they dropped the ball, but. The Raiders are definitely better than what they're showing, and I'm yeah, I'm taking the Raiders over the Titans. Uh, didn't Derek Carr have like three interceptions last week? I'm not I mean, sure I'm exactly still having nightmares of Kurt Cousins, but yes, I don't remember <laughs> much better out of Carr. Um, but the the Raiders have a whole new coaching staff, a whole new everything. Yep, the I think Josh McDaniels can get it the, done. Yeah, the first couple weeks of the season having a little bit of inconsistencies is understandable. We're going to the Titans, who are the number one returning team from the AFC. They've got their star running back back, and they're unable to move the ball. They're unable to do everything that they were able to do when they had A.J. Brown, and now we're losing Luan at left tackle. It's true. They did lose to the Giants in the first week as well. Henry hasn't looked like the Henry before he had gotten hurt yet. Yeah. So there's just no way that I, I can. Plus with the Raiders arguably be having. Titans bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. With the Raiders arguably having the best wide receiver in football right now with Devontae Adams. Yes. It's just another week that they're going to get on the same page. So yeah. Yeah. We're locking it in Raiders. All of us. On that note, uh, Carr was 25 for 39, 252 yards, two TDs. Or two, uh, yeah, two TD, uh, TDs. So he did not have uh, three interceptions. Oh, okay. I wonder where week, I saw week that. One, he, he had some picks. Okay, um, that might have been what it was. 
Adams was open all over the field, and then there was a, a couple normal car-style picks that really yeah. showed, oh, well, he could have amazing receivers, but we still have to, you know, tailor our, our, our expectations with Carr here. I think Champ was about to, like, flip over in his fucking grave <laughs> if I was going to really choose the Titans, but... All right, yeah. uh, two more 1 o'clock games on Sunday. We have the Texans at the Bears. Um, Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, I'm really uh, I'm really liking Justin Fields. Uh, however, I really like Dougie Davis-Mills with the Texans. Um, I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going Bears and under 40. Yeah, it's a 40-and-a-half under. I'm riding with the Bears as well on this one. Mm. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, and the final one o'clock game, the Bengals at the Jets. Uh, is Joe Burrow and company going to be able to get it figured out? Uh, they haven't yet, uh, but they are five and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to go with the Bengals. They're going to turn it around eventually. Yeah, they they have to win one sooner or later. Yep. And if you're not going to expect that to be against the Jets, who are we really going to expect that against? Exactly. That's my thoughts exactly. You don't win these matchups, these verses, by picking the favorites all day. So I'm going to go with... Uh, That's why I went with the Texans last pick. I'm going with... Hey, man, uh, there's a reason. Uh, husband Flacco. All right. Going Jets. Up next, we have the first of the four o'clock games, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. Surprisingly enough, the Chargers are only seven-point favorites. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers, though. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to get it done. Justin Herbert is still a dog. Um, and according to right now, he is still playing. So, <laughs> I have to check on it. Um, I'm yeah. definitely going Chargers. I don't care who or the Jaguars beat the Colts. Nobody cares about them no more. Yep. They might as well just go to Canada. I'm going <laughs> Chargers. What about you, Baker? Jaguars. Ooh, okay. I'm going Jaguars. We're. I think uh, Herbert shouldn't be playing. Even if he does, I'm not sure he finishes the game. Uh, mm. Not further injury so much as just it's going to hurt a lot more than he thinks. Um, they're going to be hitting him and the Jaguars have played a lot better than anyone has expected so far. So we're not expecting major things. We're just expecting them to be able to beat up a team whose number one receivers banged up and their quarterbacks banged up and, uh, you know, to sneak in and, and steal a win. Yep. All right. Uh, up next we got, man, this is such a weird matchup. (laughs) The Falcons at the Seahawks. Um, the Falcons are one-point favorites. <laughs> um, the money line is minus 106 versus minus 110. I, I don't think I've really ever seen that. Um, I am going to go with the Falcons. I think Marcus Mariota is finally going to get it together. And he's going to get his first win as a starter with the Falcons. And uh, it's at Seattle, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, the Falcons are going to be 3-0 and just to make me look good. Let's go, Seahawks. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going Seahawks because they're they're at Seattle. They got the twelves with them. Um, no other reason. See the None. the way I see that the Seahawks <laughs> Super Bowl was against the Broncos, and they won it. So their season's pretty much yeah, done. I just, it's not Geno Smith. It's not. There's nothing else that really stands out. It's just a Falcons are not good either. I'm going to take the home team. Hope that the one of the loudest stadiums out there makes a difference. For sure. All right, up next, 420. This is 426. It's 425, whatever. Um, the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've discussed that the Bucks don't really have um, a lot of weapons right now, but Tom Brady has made a career out of throwing to nobodies. I'm still going to go with the Packers. I think... Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to start rolling with that high. The offense is figuring it out. Especially with getting David Bakhtiari back this week. Uh, I got to go with the Packers. Oh, boy. The top of the food chain. Mr. Brady versus Rodgers. By the way, I think this is the NFC Championship game right here. You don't... You don't... You don't see Philly riding in, in and kind of knocking one of these teams out? No. Okay. Not I mean, yet. For me, this is like, it's okay. One guy eats mushrooms. The other guy eats his, eats olives. And avocado ice cream. Avocado and lettuce. So it's like, hey, who's the it's one not necessarily right flavored like avocado, though, guys. Come on. Oh, man. I mean, I. It's a hard deep game. Down, I don't like betting against inside, Brady, thinking, but deep down inside, I'm thinking Packers, but I'm gonna go and roll with Mister Pissed Off Tom Brady. By the Bucks. way, more to it. Uh, it. So people were thinking that he was having a divorce. Uh, Giselle wished him luck last week. So you know, maybe with he's not having a divorce. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, with, with his game. How, she knows how to play the media game. Yeah, I, I think that might be a lot of it. He he man, he had a he had an interview and he had sunken cheeks and red eyes and yeah, yeah it was I bad. Agree with, he did not it was like a two weeks difference in, in photos they put side by side. Yep. And it it almost looked like he went and got some sort of facial procedure done. Yep. Not because I could point out which procedure, but it just drastically looks so much different. He looks so Something different. Like happened. he hadn't yeah. ate. Yep. I'm still going with Packers. Packers. I'm, going, I'm going with with the Packers. Uh he got, you know, he's the one that started the the stuff with the Saints last week. He's kind of the reason that Evans walked in there and got himself suspended. I think that he should be paying Mike Evans game check that he's going to lose for the suspension. And I think that that puts these teams on an even playing field as far as offensive weapons available to the quarterbacks. And the Packers are going to be able to pull this one out. Yep. I think Brady has uh, paid that boy enough. For the <laughs> ring. <laughs> All right, up next, the last of the 425 games. We got the Rams at the Cardinals. Rams are three and a half point favorites. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Mm. Going for the Rams. I like that. I'm Cardinals looking pick, though. for yeah. a coin. Yeah, this yeah. is. 
I mean, for for every reason, I I think it's the Rams. It's just the Cardinals look good last week. Hasn't hasn't looked great either. No, that 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 whole thing definitely his elbow hasn't. Yeah, hasn't said, hey, we're we're the defending champs. I haven't seen any of that this year. Yep. And I think the Cardinals are are slowly going to be able to put it together. But I. In the air, I got I got to go with the Rams. It's just no no matter what, there's not enough offensive weapons available to the Cardinals yet to really stress that Rams defense. Funny, more more hasn't been in there yet. Uh, Hopkins still out for a couple more weeks. I just think the Rams will be able to do more dictating than what the Cardinals' offense is going to be able to do. Funny enough, I chose the Rams on the spread for my parlay. Mm. Yep. Three and a half. Yeah, that's fine. It's going to be a close game. I really do think it's going to be a close game. All right, up next. Oh, the, the Cardinals can score, so I, I think so too. Yeah. I just w- once you're in, against a good defense, it's really not whether or not you could score often. It's just whether or not they could stop you that one time that it counts. Hundred percent. Just hoping, hoping the Rams are going to have that ability. Uh, up next, the 49ers at the Broncos. I'm going to go ride high with Jimmy G. He looked good, man. The team looked good with him. Right there with you. As it was nothing, nothing has looked worse than the combination of Russell Wilson and Hackett. Yeah, together. Hackett. Uh, I think that, Hackett's going to be getting fired. Yeah, that's a shit yeah, show. They, they, they better so fire him bad. soon and and go get Sean Payton. Yes. Before the Cowboys do. I that, think Sean Payton would do wonders with Russell Wilson. And I think that in order for Sean Payton to sign with the team, it, he won't sign with any old team. He's going to go to a place that has a quarterback. And like you said, Russell Wilson's there that he could do wonders with that. And they got the money now with Bob Walton owning the team. We were yep. talking about that guaranteed money. It's going to come back to it. Yep. Yeah, they blew so much, though. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Niners, though. Niners, I don't think that offense, I don't know who, man, it reminds me of the Cowboys, and it's it's awful. Um, definitely going Niners. Yep. Up next, Cowboys at Giants. 8-16 game. The Giants are one-point favorites. Oh. (laughs) I hate this game. Hey, listen to the listen to the Cowboy fan. He's he's over here all happy he's gonna take the Cowboys this time. I am going to choose the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys defense is going to withhold uh, the Giants offense. Yeah, I, I don't think New York is going to be able to do much against our defense. I think uh, as long as we get uh, clock management, we'll be all right. And I definitely think the Cowboys beat the Giants. Yeah, the I don't think the Giants' offense really scares the Cowboys to where they think they're going to be in the shootout. So the Giant, or the Cowboys are going to be able to play the game that fits their offense a lot more running, a lot more checkdowns. They're just going to pile on late. I, I got the game going 27-17, Cowboys. 
All right. I think it's. I think it's going to be a good Monday night game. I'm going 24-13 Cowboys. Ooh. I'm thinking 24-21. No. <laughs> 20 I'll 2414. He looks at his bets. No, wait a minute. No, I all actually right, didn't right, bet right. on this game. Let me go see what I put my money on. Hang on, guys. No, 2414. So you're just going to say what I said then add yep. one more point? And, and it's going to be on the under as well cuz the under is 39 and a half. Yeah, you're just you're just 10 points lower on both both teams than mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. So another prime time, baby. If you're if you were to put a hundred dollars on my bets, and if all of them hit, you would win three hundred and ninety eight thousand three hundred ninety dollars and seventeen cents. If mm. you were to put a hundred dollars on caps bets, you would win seven hundred and seventy six thousand seven hundred and twenty nine dollars and ninety cents. Hey, you can tell which one uh, knows football. Yeah, and when I win this week again, um, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be me. Can we um, add up the verses and see where we're sitting? Nope, at? it's still too early. We don't add those together until week six is completed. Exactly. But that is fantastic. <laughs> add that up, we can figure some stuff out. So, um, but, uh, uh, I I did want to touch a couple of parlays that I have this week uh, that yep, I think could make some decent money. Um, so the first one's going to be tomorrow night. It's going to be a, a, a free bet, a free $10 bet from FanDuel. It's not a lot of money. However, if you play it right, you can win a lot of money. Um, so I've got the Browns money line, the under of 38 and a half. Nick Chubb with the first touchdown score and an anytime touchdown score. So double dip in there. Deontay mm. Johnson with an anytime touchdown score. Mitch Trubisky under 200 passing yards and Jacoby Brissett under 187 passing yards. Uh, This is a very run-heavy game like we alluded to earlier. I think both of those players will score, and I think Nick Chubb is going to um, just going to be able to get in first. The Steelers' run defense hasn't been very, very good lately, and hopefully this comes true because for a $10 bet, I will win $4,758.04. I, I personally feel like it's a decent bet. The one that really concerns me is that first touchdown score, but we'll see. Yep. I, if, if that hits, if he gets in there first as far as Chubb scoring, everything else just, you know, lock and step. You just keep on going. That seems like the normal, normal rundown between these two teams. And if you don't bet the Nick Chubb first touchdown score, uh, ten dollars wins. I think like a thousand something. So it's still a good bet if you wanted to like pick and choose what you put in there. Um, but yeah, tomorrow night, Thursday, eight sixteen. Uh, in, boys. Not yet, not yet. We got one more, one more parlay that I'm really uh feeling decent about. Um, this one's gonna be a little bit more, a little bit more our speed. I think. Uh, it's gonna be. I've got the Eagles' money line over the Commanders, the Baltimore Ravens' spread of three points, the Buffalo Mm. Bills' money line over the Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs' spread of six and a half over the Colts. I think that's a gimme. If I could double down, I would. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders' money line over the Titans, 
the Los Angeles Chargers spread of minus seven over the Jaguars. I think a touchdown is easily doable there. And then uh, the Los Angeles Ram spread of three and a half. Like I said, I think it's going to be a close game. That's the only one I'm really concerned about. $10 wins you $446 there. Yeah, that's going to be... That's hard. So either my Sunday night is going to go good or it's going to be like every other Sunday night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope for a little inconsistencies this week, huh? Right. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> we love that. I love the picks. Yep. Alrighty. Well, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting week three. Can't wait to catch up with you guys next week uh, and cover what happens there. See what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a good week for sure. Yeah, definitely going to. There's going to be some interesting storylines. Yeah, wonder. I'm really looking forward to a, a bounce back storyline in Minnesota would be a great way to start <laughs> next week. Probably not gonna happen. Hope yeah. it does. Hope it does. We gotta get our shit together and get um get our DraftKings together, brother. One v one every fucking week. Would love to do that. Um this not week three, but we'll definitely have to get something set up for week four. Well, Baker, it was great to have you, brother, man. Yeah, the man. man that taught I appreciate me, it, uh, man. A lot of fun. Fantasy Dynasty. This is the man that oh. started it all. Man, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having, or thank, thank, uh, thank you for coming on to the show, brother. I appreciate it, man. It's a lot of fun. Look yeah. forward to to coming back sometime. Maybe, maybe get a couple W's in these picks this week <laughs> and turn my week two around. It didn't go so well. 